Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of More Than a Podcast. It's your boy James back again with another episode. You know, more to greatness as always. Um, <clears throat> I'm really excited this week. Uh, hopefully, that hopefully you guys who are enjoying a weekend, uh, everything is going good for you. You know, we made it. Um, those of you who may still be working, or you got work today, and you'll be off tomorrow. You know, just hang in there. You'll get there. And uh, we'll we'll all get a chance to relax at one point or another. So hope you're doing good wherever you are. Um, Man, I got some stuff to talk about. I got a bunch of stuff that we're going to go over. So I'm really, really excited to uh, have this show uh, for today. And I'm going to start it off with something that's uh, truly exciting for a lot of fans, um, including myself from uh, an observation perspective. And that's the um, recent release of... um, of the Legend of Zelda uh, Skyward Sword HD, uh, which came out, I want to say last week, could have been the week before that, but uh, it's just been, you know, it's it's been prevalent online. You know, a lot of people uh, went out and bought it, and uh, a lot of people went out and got the Joy Cons and the Amiibos and all this other stuff, and um, I think it's exciting. You know, it's good for gaming culture when you know when fans can get excited about something. And the one thing that this reaffirms to me is that, you know, The Legend of Zelda is, you know, one of the biggest uh, franchises in video game, you know, history. And, um, you know, it's really funny. And I've said this many, many times. I personally am not a Legend of Zelda fan. And, you know, it's again, it's no knock to the it's no knock to the series at all it's just that's not the way that I came up you know I came up you know in video games I came up around the time of the Nintendo so I was there for the inception you know where you know you had your original Legend of Zelda you had um you know Link uh you know Zelda 2 and you know moving on to the Game Boy games and you know the the entire history I've been right there but for me, Zelda was just nothing that resonated. Like I just never felt compelled to experience that world or that game. And, you know, like I've always tried to get in on the, because the one thing that I could never deny or anybody could ever deny is, you know, the fever that is around, you know, the fever and the excitement that is around a franchise like that. You know, you just cannot deny that. Um, it, it's a it's a huge game. It's a huge series. And a, and a lot of people enjoy it. And I've made my efforts, you know, like I've gone back and tried to play the original um, uh, Legend of Zelda. I've tried to play Link, um, uh, the Adventures of Link. Um, I haven't experienced any of the Game Boy titles. Um, I remember when Wind Waker was a thing and it was so funny because I remember when Wind Waker was a thing, it was after they made this transition from the graphical, you know, um, cause like they had this whole um, modeling of what Link was gonna look like in, in the next game. And that was when Nintendo was was still kind of sort of worried about keeping up with the Joneses. But when they transitioned it to 
Wind Waker to the style of Wind Waker, that that was to me, that was the beginning of them saying we are going to walk to the beat of our own drum. We are completely invested in doing what we want to do, not what the industry is telling us to do. And people were outraged. I still remember that people were outraged. People were absolutely up in arms about this new rendition of Link. And then the game comes out and it's better than you know, ham sandwiches. It's just like people just took to it. And, you know, it, it just goes to show you the genius of, uh, of a company like Nintendo. You know, they are, they ultimately know what to do, when to do it and how to get it done. Like nobody ever has to tell Nintendo anything, which is always funny that I say that because I think about the Nintendo fan base, which they're always trying to tell Nintendo how to go about, uh, doing, conducting their business. But, you know, that's their own bubble. Um, but yeah, like I, I just I've never I've just never been able to grasp on to to the Legend of Zelda. It's just, it's been it's, for me. I feel like it's unfortunate because I understand the love behind the franchise. Like I see it clearly. Um, but I've, I've just been busy in, in other things. It seems like every time, you know, a, a game you know, from from that series came out, I was just running parallel to it and I was playing something totally different. And I don't really have the one for one on what was out at what time. But, you know, like I was gaming for sure. I just wasn't gaming, you know, with Legend of Zelda. Um, but that but that with that said, my I, I you know, the one the one entry that I did enjoy and that I did, you know, invest some time in was Breath of the Wild. And I believe that that was something that they, that Nintendo systematically did in order to get people who may not have been so invested in The Legend of Zelda to, you know, have an entry point. Because the one thing that I could say about Nintendo games for sure is that they're, you know, like if you don't catch if you don't catch it from the beginning of the train then you're going to miss the whole ride usually um you know like some, some some of the games that they release are very exclusive to their experience like the like the mario games like those are all just exclusive to the experience it's like it's just kind of like what adventure is mario going to go on this time you know you don't really have to have a running understanding of what he's been through the last time you know but I feel like you I feel like with with The Legend of Zelda there's a there's a lore to it that you have to follow and since I and since I don't have any investment and I don't understand what characters are who and you know like cuz for, for the longest time I remember thinking that Link was Zelda like I thought I thought that was Zelda so like it, you know it's it was a big you know a big ball of confusion for me but when I when I got my hands on Breath of the Wild that was the one that I just felt more was more accessible to my needs as a gamer because you know it, it took the dynamic that they never really explored before which was like the open open sandbox kind of go anywhere you want type deal and that was what what gravitated me you know like it was just like oh I, I can just do what I want I don't have to you know follow this I don't have to follow any specific path in order to <clears throat> you know um meet this goal or that goal you know if i decide to just not pay attention to any goal then i can just do that and that's exactly what i did but then when it but then when i did decide in the game to actually start you know going with the flow of the story 
I, I immediately just, I, I, I just, it fell out. I just couldn't continue it because again, I just did not have any investment in the characters beyond Link and I, I, I don't know. It, it, but, but I'm, but again, I'm happy that people are able to experience Skyward Sword. Um, that was a game that originally came out on the Nintendo Wii and yeah, HD remake and they got it on the, um, on the uh, Nintendo Switch now. And from what I understand, I mean, especially with the fact that you, you have the Joy-Cons, which are kind of sort of reminiscent of the Wiimote, um, you could still play it like you did back then if you wanted to. But I also think that they've um, attributed the control scheme so that you can just play it um, like you would any normal uh, video game. So, you know, uh, shout out to all the people that uh, got their hands on it and got their beautiful joy cons the joy cons look really sick um but i always tell myself in the back of my hand and i mean in the back of my hand in the back of my head that i'm not really i'm not really about investing in uh exclusive anythings as far as like you know like like the, these joy cons that came out were in commemoration of the release of uh skyward sword so they just had this really grand design and they look really nice but i just feel like you know what i i, I would much rather just go out and get some regular ones you know it's not that important for me to you know um look the look of, of the legend of zelda and besides they're probably going to drift uh soon anyway so yeah um so yeah that that's that that was a cool thing and i'm, I'm super happy people are still playing it um i actually watch one youtuber um she plays consistently and it looks really fun from, you know, like that's one of the things that I can say about uh, Legend of Zelda. Even though I don't want to play it, I enjoy watching it. So if people play it, I'm, I'm all about it. And I was watching her do this one uh, puzzle. I don't know where she was, but it was something about magnets and she was, you know, kind of controlling a magnet and it was moving this uh, platform she was standing on. You know, really cool, cool stuff. So. Um, I enjoyed it in observation. I just wouldn't want to participate. <laughs> um, but that kind of goes into another topic. And I want to shout out to uh, Mimi Rocks uh, 91 from Twitter. Uh, that's R-O-X. Um, for those of you who are looking to uh, connect with Miss Mimi. Um, she brought up a really interesting uh, or she made a really interesting statement that I kind of latched on to because I feel the same way and her thought was that she was tired um I, I'm, I'm not saying it verbatim but basically she expressed it you know she's kind of tired of remakes and remasters and I I just I honestly felt exactly the same like I mean I I enjoy I enjoy video games no matter what but the one thing that seems to be the most persistent in games to in gaming today is the remake, the remaster, the HD collection. You know, it, it's 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 less about the forward progression and it's more about the rebound of something that we appreciated from yesterday. And I and I get I again, I, I feel that sentiment. Mostly in in, in the way of saying, I, I just want to see things grow and become better and i know people are gonna be oh, well you know it is getting better technically because it's a better version of when they yeah i get it but my whole thought is that 
you know, we don't we don't go back and try to HD remaster, you know, Pac-Man, right? Like they make new Pac-Mans that follow suit with with what the groundwork was, what the foundation of that series was. But they're not saying, oh, uh, you know, Mrs. Pac-Man HD remake. Like, no, if you really if you want to experience Mrs. Pac-Man, you go and play Mrs. Pac-Man. You go and you play Donkey Kong Jr. You go and you play these original games like I would not be someone who was happy if they decided to do an HD remake of the original Mario Brothers trilogy I would be like no absolutely not absolutely not because though because to me those games um, have laid out the groundwork for what it means to be a gamer today those original games and 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 to me investing any time in trying to retell that story for other people to get invested in no if people want to get invested in mario then they should go back to the original marios and play them like i was saying about the legend of zelda like it's like even with these new games that come out what do i always do i always go back to the original ones because i'm going to try to pay as much respect to the foundation and to the beginning Instead of just jumping in the middle and just, you know, oh well, here, this is where I am. Like I said, the only one that I that I jumped into, you know, uh, haphazardly really was Breath of the Wild. And it was only because I invested in the idea of the game as opposed to the story that, that there was to follow. But, you know, like when it comes to these remakes and stuff, it, it always begs the question, like, is is this true innovation? I mean, it's an expression of the technology in that day. But what are what are these game developers really racking their brain and thinking about and getting, you know, bringing to life on, you know, from from their mind to the paper, to the computer, to the controller? Like, what is it that they are thinking and innovating beyond something that's already created and, and has been, you know, uh, has been around for years? It's like we don't I, I I personally don't think that we we always need a remake like sometimes <clears throat> sometimes it's good, uh, especially especially in the case where it. If a remake can give a better experience, not just a better look, not just a fresh coat of paint, but a better experience. Example, Resident Evil 2 remake. Perfect. Because when you think now, now I now I say that, but I would also say that I still enjoy going back and playing the original. Um, but that was perfect for that remake to happen because it was it was a it was a strong reimagining of the original content in such a way where it really just felt like an individual game. It felt like a whole different game. It really, really did. And I and I, I absolutely enjoyed that. Um, and, you know, they like they didn't really they didn't really like give it that kind of title where you where you kind of understand like, yeah, this is basically just a fresh coat of paint. This is basically just a new chassis for an old rod, an old motor, you know, like, no, it's like they really went in there from the ground up and just try to retell a story and 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 when you do it like that i'm 110 percent in um 
when you when you're able to innovate the when you're able to innovate and bring on the new technologies and bring on maybe maybe even telling things like I hear this I hear this from developers all the time with today's technology I am able to tell or perceive my story in ways I could not do before and that is another thing that I can appreciate when you know those type of remakes are made um but when they're just made just to you know bring it up to a higher resolution or something I feel like it's just a cash grab you know, and in some and in some ways, you know, releases don't even really get remade. They just get rehashed, you know, like your Skyrims, your Skyrims have been coming out for years on years on years on every single platform. And it just don't stop. <laughs> it just won't stop. So, yeah, shout out to Mimi for uh, bringing that up. Um, you know, whether remakes or remasters are worth it, they can be. But for the most part, they not. And I honestly just feel like I would much rather I would much rather be invested in a new idea than rehashing an old one, you know, like just, just rehashing an old one. Like, like I, like I, like I think about, like I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking right now, like with Capcom, like when they, when they remade, uh, the, uh, Street Fighter two, like turbo or hyper turbo or whatever they did. And it, and it was all cell shaded and stuff like that was so unnecessary. That was so unnecessary. It was such an unnecessary game. It was such an unnecessary game. But let's talk like with this ghouls and ghosts that they that they uh, I think they've released it already or they're going to um, that. That's a perfect that's a perfect thing to do. That's a perfect thing to do. So I think it just I think it just it, it, it really it, there's really an ebb and flow to it. There's an odd and even to it. It can work. It cannot work sometimes. But I also think that that is perception. I think it really just depends on the fans' investment in any particular series and whether they feel like that's just something that they need at the time. And again, I personally don't ever really feel like I need anything to be remade. Like I can't, I can't think of anything in my head at this point that I would say, man, I wish they would remake it. Like, and I hear stuff all the time. People, oh, they should remake Silent Hill 2. No, they probably shouldn't. They probably shouldn't. I think they should just leave all of Silent Hill alone um, and just, you know, make a new Silent Hill. Just make a new one. That's it. You know, the the remake of the first one um, that they tried to do on the Nintendo Wii, like, that, that didn't, like, for me, it didn't serve the the purpose you know what i'm saying it didn't serve the purpose and so to me it's like it's like a lost game like I, I don't even really consider it a part of the series like i know it exists and i acknowledge it but it's like why would you do it <laughs> just sometimes you gotta leave stuff alone but uh anyway we're gonna move on um we could talk about remakes and rehashes all day but let's talk about something new um i want to talk about um the steam deck so um I know I did a podcast and I talked all about the Steam Deck when it released, uh, well, when it uh, got announced and it was so much excitement behind it. And it still is uh, a polarizing topic online. It is still, you know, getting people feeling certain type of ways online today. So I have really been appreciating a lot of what I've been seeing, um, especially with one of the um, comments that I put on Twitter, uh, which if you don't 
follow me on Twitter. You need to go on Twitter because it is the most interactive space where I am short of this podcast. And I think that uh, you should go and check it out. And I'll give you my link at the end of the show. But yes, um, I posed a question this past week um, and it got a really good reaction. Um, And basically, I just asked people, I said, what is one reason you would not get a Steam Deck? You know, because I mean, there there's 101 reasons why people would, you know, most of them are are scalpers, you know, which which to that. I'm so glad that eBay did what they did. I I can't express enough, you know, uh, about how they handled that scalpers situation. And I hope that these scalpers continue to have difficulties in every space that they decide to buy up stock when there are, you know, deserving people who 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 don't deserve to be shafted for their appreciation on anything you know like if there's amiibo out and some scalper goes and buys them all up at freaking GameStop just so they can show up you know for five hundred dollars online but there's a fan who they just they just wanted that one and you're gonna just overcharge them for the right like that's that's not cool that's not cool. So like so like I said, I'm I'm super hyped that, um, you know, eBay addressed that whole situation and deleted all of those listings for the system. And I know that people are still trying to list that stuff on there, but they it don't last long and it won't last. And, I, and I'm just so glad that they're on top of that. But let's just this. Let's, let's digress. So in asking that question on the reason that people wouldn't get one you know it's it's really crazy because um i've ran into a lot of a lot of different reactions most people said they're not getting one because of the expense of the machine or that they just flat out didn't have the money um which i just thought was like really crazy because you know when you when you consider the fact that um valve is basically making this system at a loss like they're going to lose money which which systematically it can work because you know the 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 main uh the main part of their business model is their steam client and most people you know if if you're just basically giving people a medium to continue using steam then you'll make it up in that that additional revenue so um so they're like they're making the system at a loss but they can make it up at the end but even even what they priced it at a loss people aren't able to afford and um i don't have the the numbers in front of me but i i believe the 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 prices were like i think it's 400 for the entry I think it's like five twenty five or five forty five for the second one, and then six forty nine for uh, the the biggest one. And I get it, you know, like I like honestly, I I've said this before when I actually was awarded one uh, on on the reservation, I wasn't even thinking that I was gonna get it. To be quite honest with you, and I don't know what I would actually. If they had told me that they had needed an X amount of dollars on that day, 
I wouldn't I wouldn't even try. But the fact that they just said, oh, five dollars, I'm like, OK, well, for five dollars, let me at least see. Can I get close to getting one? And I did. And so once I got in, like I said on my last show, I, I went for the biggest one. It, it, it's, it's like a no brainer. It was like a straight no brainer, because why would I compromise, you know, any of the experience by doing the lesser two? And that's that's no knock to the lesser two or whomever found that to be ideal for themselves. But for me, it's like I want the best experience. I need the best stuff uh, coming out of that thing. You know, they got the et the etched glass on on the big one. I, I just give it all to me and we'll, we'll figure out how we're going to pay for it. And considering that this thing is not possibly going to ship until December, January, I got all the time in the world to build up 600 something dollars, you know, like, like that's not a thing, you know, like I could that by that point I'll have, you know, I'll have a f more than a few car payments already taken care of and I'll have, you know, enough money in the bank to, to throw at this machine. So, um, but again, um, it, it, it really says something to understand that, look, man, people still can't afford this stuff. Um, <clears throat> you know, gaming, gaming as a whole has become so expensive. Um, but the way that I looked at it was like, OK, I'm going to spend this six hundred and fifty dollars and get this machine. But ultimately, what that's going to do for me is allow me to have the the current library that I have, you know, and I don't have to rush to go and get games to fill up the, the you know, the library because I already have one that's expansive right now. And even still, I could be working on growing the library at this at this very moment and just, you know, just have it reinforced once I get the machine. But for some people, it's just not that it's not that type of party. It's really not that type of party. You know, so and then there was a lot of people who were reacting and they were saying that they, you know, they had already built um, actual gaming PCs and stuff, which I, I say I say in 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 another universe, I would much rather do that than invest in this system. The only thing that really has me going about the system is just the potential of, like I said, having my Steam library on the go, like having all that stuff, you know, just actively with me at any given moment. Like that's a big deal for me. Um, but, yeah, I get it. Some people are more stationary with their experience and they want to just kind of chill at home and kind of do that thing. That's perfectly fine. I have nothing against that. Um, I just think, you know, for me that that's one of the that's one of the fundamental values that's going to work um, in my favor. Um, there were other people who were expressing something that I want to kind of stress. And they were saying, like, oh, it's ugly or the button layout is crazy. So you guys got to understand, go look at the videos. You'll see it clear on you know they they have it clear on their on their videos this is not the final design it's not the final design and i'm pretty sure that with what they laid out you know as far as the design and and you know putting it out there to the public they um they they're taking everything that you guys are saying in consideration so keep saying it you know like continue to say it because everything that you say um ultimately is going to affect what it will look like in in its final you know um in, in its final production you know so yeah if you if you don't figure that the buttons are for you 
then continue to express that because they they are listening. I mean, I don't I don't think that they're ignoring people. I think that they are absolutely considering everything that people are saying. So just keep in mind that, you know, you, you we still got a whole bunch of time for everything to get to its final point. You know, it's still it's still a bunch of time, still a whole lot of time. So, you know, all the all the, you know, griping and talking about the button layouts and about the, you know, screen not being too big and, you know, all this other stuff. I think <clears throat> like those those type of arguments when it comes to um, design and stuff like that, like those are those those are credible reasons to, you know, harp an issue. Like I, I, I get stuff like that. But when when people start talking about like the technical aspects like oh this thing is only going to be 720p or um it's only going to be uh 30 frames per second it's like dude like i like i i don't i don't get i don't get locked into those type of uh those type of arguments like that that stuff means nothing to me um quite honestly i i already you know, if you're going to invest in the Steam Deck, like you've already compromised that this is going to be, um, uh, I guess, a less than ideal experience. It's going to be more convenient um, versus versus your ideal scenario, because I think, you know, ideally somebody is anybody's going to want to play uh, a game as you know, as robust and as vibrant and as good looking as they possibly can. I don't think anybody just says, well, this is just a little too colorful. Like, no, it's like, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't really think that those things factor in as much as people believe they do, or people want to champion it as, as being, you know, a, a reason to do or not to do. Um, but yeah, like, like like even even in that even in even from their technical uh points like they just came out with a report this past week that basically said like yo um just to let you guys be aware you know um we actually have more as far as our our um our memory inside so as opposed to like i think it i think it was 16 and it's actually like 32 um but there's some some type of improvement as far as like the inside of the machine. And it's just like it's only getting better. And again, like every little thing, you know, considering that it's not compromising the way that they deliver the infrastructure and the performance of the games. I'm pretty sure that they'll be applicable to make as many changes as possible. You know, the only thing that I would argue, you know, if I wanted to make a point of something that could be improved if it could is the battery that's it like to me it's just like the battery like like but but i honestly like when i when i started thinking about it because i i believe the read on it is like two to two to four hours um and to be quite honest like that's my session like i'm not even gonna sit here and say oh i i I can just play from sun up to sundown like no i'm 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 a i'm a i'm a guy with responsibilities a job and other things to do so you know like two hours is more than enough uh in 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 respects of what i do uh day to day and you know the other thing that i was thinking about and i've had this discussion before um this system isn't even this system isn't built 
um, for children. Like, can children play it? Of course, they can absolutely play it. it it's to- it's total totally serviceable to any kid. But this isn't this isn't their market. This isn't marketed towards them. You can look at the you just look at the whole you know the whole video package that they they do, and I which I love that video package. I love um, you know I, I also like when Nintendo does it because they uh, they put the real world spin um, on the on what the experience will be like with their product um it doesn't look it doesn't look all super campy where you know you got two people who you can see are clearly not friends sitting on the same couch and you know feet up and and bumping shoulders into each other and smiling at each other like i don't play like that with my friends um but you know like they they show the scenarios of like you know cuddled up on the couch with your freaking blanket and your steam deck it's like like yes sitting in the back seat which most of the time i'm driving um but you know like sitting in the back seat and playing your steam deck and you know what I, you know what i really liked about uh you know a lot of their um real world scenarios was that it it answered or it addressed one of the the circumstances that a lot of people were kind of bringing up. They were like, "Oh, and and, and this is what I've been clowning people on Twitter about because people were like, "Well, this thing's too heavy." It's like, "Oh, so you've held it." You know, like like yeah, we can we can hear we can hear how heavy something is, you know, on on schematics, but you don't know until you actually hold it. You just don't know. You don't know. Oh, this is going to this is going to be a killer on my wrist. Then you have very weak wrists. I said that on my last show. You have very weak wrists. Like, come on. Like you got it. Like you have to give this thing a chance. Like just consider the option. And I do think that the Steam Deck is something that is going to have to make an expo or i mean it's too late to make an e3 but it does need to make some kind of trade show some kind of show somewhere um they need to they need to get this out to the public so that people can actually uh you know have some hands-on experience with it because i think that is a hard ask to develop a piece of hardware or tech without allowing people to visibly or physically you know experience it for themselves you know like you got your ps5 and your and your series x and you got the idea of what it looks like because they're showing you through pictures and stuff but unless you walk into like a best buy or something you're you're not really going to understand how you know effective the system you know how ideally effective the system will be for you because you might not want something that huge or it might be bigger than you thought or smaller than you you thought it was going to be it's like because like with me when i when i saw the ps5 you know like in front of me i was like yeah i i can't i i won't it's just it's too much it's just way too big way too big like when they slim it down and do a different form of it, I'll I'll grab it, but I won't grab it in in how it looks now. It was the same thing with the PS3. The PS3 came out, 
it looked like a grand piano. I, I waited until they did the slimmer version. Um, the Xbox Series X, that one actually looked, I mean, I don't like the whole cube look, but it works. It's something that it wouldn't, it doesn't look like it'll take up so much of my space. But, 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 you know, the same thing can be said about the Steam Deck. Like, and, and since they're not, since I, I don't believe that they're distributing these to retailers, I think this is all going to be sold through, uh, their, you know, their storefront. It's like, how do people experience it? Like, how do you get your hands on it? How do you, you know, how do you, cause sometimes that, sometimes that is the deciding factor. Like, let's be honest. That's the deciding factor. It's like you once you put your hands around, you know, the dual sense controller for the first time, you say, man, this is really comfortable. I really think I want to get this system. And I would think I would hope that the same experience could be, you know, had with the Steam Deck. You know, if you have it at a show or something or, you know, do pop ups in certain cities and just, you know, have like a one day event where people can just swing through and you know experience steam deck that would be really really awesome i mean you got five months to do it to be honest actually got more than five months because 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 you really really truly and honestly um you know the badge is only going to be worn uh for those who get theirs in december january as early adopters but the truth of the matter is is that this thing isn't really going to hard launch until like what next year like this time you know it, it'll be next year this time before these are like openly available for people to just kind of go on steam and just make that decision and say yeah okay i want one or i don't um but it is what it is and i think that um I, you know people just need to just kind of slow down on the on the on the the thought of of things being final uh, as far as what they've produced because it, it, it's it again it's all a mock-up you know it's not it's not a concept because it actually does exist but there's a lot of things to consider when it comes to the feedback that they're getting and if it stays the way that it is then I am one person who believes that there is a reason that it stayed that way it's not negligence there is a reason that that it stays the way in and, and and to that I always give credit because it's like, OK, I'm going to invest in your idea of what this is as far as an experience for me. You're telling me how you want me to experience your system. So let me see if this is worth what I'm going to pay. And then I'll make my judgment then. I mean, me personally, me personally, I don't have any quarrels with the way that the thing looks. I think it looks fine. I think the button layout is fine. I know a, I know a, major, a majority of people said a high majority of people said that they weren't getting it solely on the button layout. Again, they may change it. They may absolutely change it. Um, but if they don't, then what are you going to do? I mean, me, me personally, I don't have an issue with it, whether they whether they're at the top of the damn system or they move them towards the middle or move them all, move them all the way to the bottom. I'm not I'm not going to fuss about it. I'm not um, trying to think of some other reasons that people said that they wouldn't get it. But mo mostly mostly it was just mostly it was money. Mostly it was money. And, and and a lot of people, like I said, a lot of people just were on on the fact that they had already recently made purchases, you know, which, I, you know, you got to attribute that to really smart people. You know, it's like 
you know, I, I always thought that there were more people who were just willing to grab up any little thing that uh, came out in the gaming space. But no, you got some smart people out there. They said, look, I just bought a PS5. I just can't. I can't justify the cost. Perfect. I, I totally agree with you. And since I haven't bought a PS5 because I can't buy a PS5 because they're not available. Um, yeah, I think I think I got a better chance of getting a Steam Deck. So that's going to be me. So we'll see what happens. I'll definitely uh, do another um, uh, reaction episode when I actually get my hands on the physical uh, uh, Steam Deck and let you guys know exactly what it's like. Um, Moving on, um, I wanted to talk about uh, something that was brought up today. Um, And, you know, like I, you know, you if you listen to my show, you know that. Um, I'm an advocate for mental health and wellness, and I always think that people need to take care of themselves before before considering taking care of anything or anyone else. You you know, because if you are not well within yourself, um, you can't ensure the wellness of others. It's it's just impossible. Um, And one of the expressions that was uh, that was put out today was that, uh, somebody said that they, you know, and I'm not going to, uh, put their name out there or anything, but they basically said like, look, I, I basically, um, stepped down from my position at work because it was affecting me, uh, mentally and I'm better for it. And I, and I'm like, you know what, these are things that I can appreciate, you know, when when you when you are making the effort to effectively put yourself in the best position possible, these are commendable gestures. And I and I think that every person needs to become practiced and learned in how to best take care of themselves, because it's really not worth it to stay in positions and to take courses of actions that you don't agree with or that don't. Uh, flow with your natural state of being like I feel that everything that a person does through the moment of waking up to going to bed should all feel as natural as possible nothing should feel forced nothing should feel like um, like a chore like honestly I feel like everybody who works you should be working somewhere where it doesn't even feel like work that's my honest opinion I feel like you should be working somewhere if you can afford to because because, you know, I get it. A lot of us can't afford to seek that type of pleasure out in a in a company or in a job. But it's worth it, even if even if you even if you, um, you know, put yourself in a foundation where you, you, you can just get money going, you know, like you have a job and you're making a paycheck, I would still in that be looking for you know the next step you know never you never you never want to settle yourself on the idea that something is going to be forever because nothing is forever you know companies go out of business um you know hierarchies change you know you get like i like i've 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 quit a lot of uh because because as you guys know i've been in the uh, restaurant industry for a long time and i've quit a lot of restaurant jobs just because managers had left because my philosophy is that once the overall philosophy and it, it, you know, in the workplace changes, like, cause the last manager will have their ideas of how this company is supposed to go. 
And then when somebody new comes in and then they have a different execution on that, it's like, yeah, it, either it's going to work or it's not. And I'm not afraid to say that it won't. You know, like that's one thing that people should have have strength in yourself and have strength in in your idea that you can secure yourself in any decision that you make. You know, no, no, no job should ever tie you down. You know, even even when I hear the excuse, sometimes people just say, well, I you know, I can't. I can't quit this job because I need the money. Yeah, you you do. I understand. But take that, make that effort to put yourself in the most ideal position, you know, and never be afraid to tell people how high or how low you want to be, you know, because it's all about where you're comfortable. I tell my I tell my manager all the time, please, 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 please don't give me anything with numbers. Cause I'm not comfortable with numbers. I'm just not, I'm, I'm not, you know, like, can I count? Yes, I can. Uh, you know, um, I, I you know, I, I have all the skills to do whatever I need to do with numbers. But if you, you know, and this is what I tell him, if you want me at my best, these, this is where my skills lie. This is where I am extremely proficient. Don't throw things at because, because you'll be upsetting yourself. If you put a responsibility on me, that revolves around something that's stressing me out or isn't an ideal <clears throat> matter of, of, of subject for me, you know? And again, these, these are conversations that if, you know, like if you, if you, if you figure that you can't have that type of conversation at your job, then you're probably in the wrong job because every person should be able to speak for the experience that they're having you you should you should be it should be that type of party everywhere you should always have like you know jobs always tell you like oh we have an open door policy here it's like no crap no no duh like you you need to have an open door you know and the minute that you find that that door isn't truly open it's just kind of cracked then you need you need to either kick it down or you need to just leave it's that simple man it's really that simple because mental health is huge. And the one thing that, that's really, really um, important about addressing mental health is it's just that it's addressing it. When you when you're able to be transparent with those around you and yourself, um, this makes for the most effective form of recovery, because the one thing that I find is that in our current society, people don't want to be viewed as weak or vulnerable. Right. Like that's just that's just how it is. Nobody wants to be seen as weak or vulnerable. And I don't I mean. How much of a lie can that possibly be for anyone's life? We're all vulnerable. You know. Can anyone hide from the vulnerability of death? No, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. You're going to die. We're all going to die. It's just a matter of when. But. You can be transparent in your belief or your understanding of where you are mentally and allow people to assist you in whatever way that they can, if they can help you. I tell people all the time when I'm depressed. I tell people all the time when I'm upset. I tell people all the, all the time when I'm, I'm just off my balance, when I have fallen off the tightrope. And whether someone can help or not, 
that's that's a question but you know like i don't and I, and i don't hold it against people who can't help i don't hold it against people who don't want to help you know i've i've had it expressed to me that you know some people don't speak out because they don't want to burden other people with their issues but here's the thing as stated everybody has issues but the the easier it can be for you to connect your issues with those that other people may have. Cause sometimes you go through similar things. Like I've done it myself. I, I connect with people today who it's like, yeah, we've, we've gone through the same thing, whether it's been abuse or, um, or, you know, bullying, like I, I've been bullied my entire life and it, you know, and, and for what bullying I've been through at the early stages of my life, it still affects me today. I still am affected by the bullying that I went through today. And I, and I find myself to be a very confident person today, but there are still issues. And I, and again, the transparency that I, that I, that I utilize allows me to feel the, to feel the energy of other people who may be going through it currently, who may have gone through, it, you know, around the same time or who just got done going through it. It's like, it, it all helps. So opening yourself up and allowing people to come in and, and assist you, it, it, it's one of the best ways to get yourself right. You know, it's one of the best ways to get yourself right, at least in my opinion. I mean, some people feel like they just, you know, they could just, you know, if, you know, they go in their corner and just kind of sit and, you know, I mean, to each his own, but, you know, I feel like if you really, truly want to help yourself get better and you really want to put yourself at your best and get back to form, be, become transparent. Show people show people that through 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 in and out, you are human. Because, you know, like this perception that, you know, especially with social media, because we perceive so much as being untouchable or unobtainable or invincible. Like, oh, these people, they, they can't possibly be human because they're it's like, dude, everybody has flaws. And the sooner we address the flaws in ourselves and each other, the better life can be for everybody. And that's with that said, um, you know, I wanted to address the whole situation about um, Activision Blizzard, uh, who this past week got sued by damn california <laughs> they got sued by california they got sued by a whole damn state <laughs> over um over um unequality and 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 stupid behavior so basically they're getting sued because of a, a litany of of complaints that range from like frat boy uh behavior and culture to equal pay violations to sexual harassment you know, like they are just up at Activision Blizzard acting a damn fool. And, the, you know, when I read the story, first off, I kind of I had a neck reaction. I snapped back because I'm like, California, like how, like how the whole damn state going to go after a, a video game company. But it's real. It is absolutely real. And, you know, this is one of those things where like i was saying before like firstly you always got to know where you are and you definitely got to know where you're going and 
when you get there, if it's not where you want to be, then you need to reroute and get get somewhere else. You know, we all have our ideas on on where we want to be in life. But sometimes those sometimes those those ideas don't pan out for the best. And you can't just tell yourself, oh, well, I'm here now. So let me just go ahead and go through it. And that seems to be the scenario with this. You know, you get, you know, every, you know. When you get yourself in a in a situation like I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people who had dreams of working for Activision Blizzard. And. You know, they're they're therein becomes a problem when you consider like how they how their culture kind of, you know, went rampant in there. And it's like you either try to endure that or you go along with it. But enduring abuse is not the way to get through anything. You know, I I just I just shame the company for not understanding you know, the sensitivity of, of an evolving culture. You know, we are, we are an evolving culture. We are becoming more accepting well beyond, you know, men and women, you know, we are becoming more individual and more, um, you know, as I stated before, more transparent as a people than we have ever been. And I think that those are things and values that need to be addressed even in the workplace. Like in the workplace, you know, we can't we can't look we can't we can't look into the past and always say that that's the standard and value that we're going to live by in the future. The future is constant and it's always evolving and we have to evolve with it. So the fact that, you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure that when Activision Blizzard started, you know, they're perception was probably it's a man's world and this is just kind of how we do it and you know as time goes on and different individuals get involved with the company different people get into different positions and things start to shift and move around it's like you got to change with it because if you don't change with it then ultimately you're going to put yourself in a corner where none of it makes sense to anybody and now everybody's after you and that's exactly what they're dealing with So I don't I don't know how they're going to recover from this, because, again, this is the state of California that is going after a company for sexual harassment, equal pay violations and basically instilling a culture of male dominance, which I just think that's just shameful. And their boss, you know, spoke out and, you know, said to the women or, you know, whomever, I failed you. You were failing for a while because, you know, these actions, they didn't just happen overnight. You know, this is stuff that's been rampant and been going on. So, you know, like, you know, like there was so much time to address this internally before this became an issue with the world of the world. Like like that. That's what gets me all upset. Because, like, you can clearly see when things go on like that. And if you got enough people complaining about something and you're not paying attention to those complaints, like, what are you really doing? How are you really in charge of anything? That's why it always that's why every time when stuff like this comes to light and the, and there's just this mass sweeping of the uh, of like the upper echelon of any company, because because the bottom line is, how can you all be in a position of power and nobody's paying attention to 
the bigger issues, the issues that are that can compromise and ultimately topple a company. Like, I don't know what the effect of this is going to be, because now at this point, now at this point, it's going to become a scenario where they're going to start counting heads. How many of you have been through these abusive, you know, uh, you know, uh, circumstances and people are going to come out of the woodworks, whether they're justifiable, justified or not. But people are all going to come out and they're going to point their fingers at, at Activision Blizzard and they're going to they're going to get what's owed. And it's just it's sad, you know, it's sad, but it's but it's necessary. And I congratulate every single person who is brave to stand up and, and you know, and, and have their have their just due be served to them. They deserve that, you know, because no, nobody deserves to be abused and put into a culture or a, 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 a um, an environment that they don't feel comfortable in. It's just not it's not. No, it's not doable. You know, I was I was actually thinking about this uh, yesterday. Now, this is a funny little story um, that I'm going to get into. So I went to a uh, little bar yesterday. Uh, well, let's not talk about yesterday. Let's talk about uh, last week. So I went to the uh, bar last week. And, you know, I met a cool bartender and we, you know, had a bit of a conversation or whatever. And I guess in, you know, I guess I can just say in my investment in his character, it was probably about like maybe a six or seven. Like I like I didn't I I liked him more than I disliked him because some because some people can just come off a bit, you know, cocky or just whatever. And, you know, I kind of gauge all that. So I kind of walked out on a six with him. So I came back to the bar today or yesterday and, um, you know, I went in just to just to eat and, you know, have a drink and just, you know, be in my little zone and whatever. And. Yeah, I, I don't like and here's here's the thing. I had asked him about potentially um, inquiring about a job there, you know, as a bartender. So when I came in yesterday, it was kind of in in a it was in a method of seeing how the company ran at full capacity. Because when I first came, it was like nobody there. And I think it was like on a it was like on a Sunday or something like that. So it was there there was no there was no ideal scenario at that at that moment. Um, but but when I went yesterday, full bar, everything's flowing. OK, let me see how how this company runs. Well, the one thing that really kind of rubbed me the wrong way, and this more or less had something to do with one of his coworkers who I'd also met the last week before. And him, I was very unsure about. I didn't really gauge him because he really didn't. He, I mean, he really wasn't in the scenario of my experience uh, in, you know, in the past week. He was there. But I really didn't, you know, I my 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 general perception of him was I'm still I'm still trying to figure you out. I don't quite know you, but I'm kind of I'm trying to figure you out. But yesterday I just made my absolute assessment that he was an ass. And just from his actions, 
I chose not to inquire about a position there anymore. Because my whole thought was, why would I subject myself to a culture like what you are currently doing right now? So you guys might be asking, well, what did he do? So when I was sitting there having my meal, he was talking to the bartender and, and, and trust me, take it from somebody who I, like I said before, I've been bullied for years. I know when people are talking about me, I know I, like I, I, it's all in the experience. Oh, well, they could have been talking about somebody behind you. They could have, but I know they weren't. I know they were talking about me. So he goes on to look at the bartender and talk about me. Someone he doesn't even know. Never met me, never, I mean, never introduced himself to me, doesn't know me, hasn't even really served me or nothing. So you don't know me, but you're judging me. So he goes on to say to the bartender um, something about how I look like somebody else or I don't know, like basically saying that I look like somebody. And he and, and, and it was funny because the bartender didn't know who he was, who he was talking about. But then he he kind of pointed at me. And my thing is like, OK, that could be that could be a, a situation. Yeah, I could look like somebody, you know. But how about you make me party to your conversation so that you're not just pointing at me like some asshole on the other side of the bar? So walk up to me and say, you know what? It's crazy because. When I looked at you when you walked in, you looked just like my friend or, or this guy that I know or whoever. Have a conversation. And then he proceeds to say something in the in the effect of calling out the person that he knew. Like like as if I was going to answer to someone else's name, which I found very disrespectful. Because I think I think what he thought was I was going to look up hearing somebody else's name and he just he like he just busted out laughing and so did the bartender and i was completely i was i was off i said yeah i i, I would never work here i would never work here i you know i um the bartender came back around and, you know, it was a bit it was busy. So I wasn't really pressing at the bartender or anything like that. But he came back around and he asked me if I wanted something else to drink. And I said, yeah, let me have a um, Long Island iced tea. And. Uh, he proceeded to go and do something else. Now, he could have forgot. That's fine. You know, things happen. And then. There was another bartender. She came and she asked me, she said, you know, you OK? I said, yeah, he's he you know, he's going to make my drink. But then he proceeds to tell that bartender to make it. Now, I've, I've bartended for years and I know I know when you're flowing with, you know, the experience as as it's going, you know, you're making drinks, you know, like if you got a bunch of drink tickets, you're just making whatever you got your tickets, you pull them, you you make them. Um, and that's just what it is. But if you if if I walk up to you at a bar and I ask you what you want to drink and you tell me. I am taking ownership of what you've told me. 
It's not a pass the buck thing. Like, especially as as if you're a proficient bartender, how long does it take you to make any kind of drink? It should have took it would have taken him two seconds just to because because the thing is, is that the question wasn't even in passing. He literally was stopped in front of me and asked. He could have picked up all the ingredients to the damn Long Island and made it as quick as I asked for it. But again, I, I, I attribute it to like, OK, it's busy. It's whatever it is. Like, I'm not even really tripping about it. But when he passed the buck. That was that was like the icing on the cake. Chef's kiss. I am done. Like, why would I why would I subject myself to a culture like that? Why? Well, like, like why? That like that, that that's not comfortable. Like I, I and I and I started imagining myself having like a first day or a first week there and just and 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 realizing I would quit within two weeks. Just on the strength of the culture. Because I'm not there to change the culture, of course not, you know. But if this is the vibe that you guys are comfortable in, live your life, do you. I have nothing else. I have nothing to offer to this scenario. So my so my whole my whole my whole deal was that I misjudged uh, on the on the initial. And I'm so glad I came in on a second run just to see a different side of that scenario. And it was funny because like how I took the bartender, I took him as somebody that like he he's like that. He's like that friend that you would have. Who that if somebody else says a joke about you and he's your friend, that he would laugh at the joke about you at your expense. Like that's what he did. It's like, bro, you're my bartender and and you you know, you technically you have to take care of me and just make sure that I'm having a great time. I'm not having a great time with your back to me and you snickering and laughing with someone else who I've never met, but he chooses to disrespect me. Just not just not that type of party. But anyway, <laughs> we go swing off of that and we're going to get into uh, one of the last uh, little subjects that we had this week. I just had to get that off my chest because that was really uh, hurting me. Uh, but anyway, um, so EA um, did a little showcase and they showed off um, battle a new Battlefield game. I think it's Battlefield 2041. And they also showed off um, a remake for dead space um which okay you know it's okay i'm glad that i'm glad that i'm glad that battlefield is getting back to like the current war stuff like i i'm like i like their period war stuff at at times but i just really find that that it's dated it's done like we don't have to readdress world war ii until it's you know ill forgotten again or something like that um you know like there's no more stories about campaigns that we need to know like get, give me give me some of this future stuff um so like yeah i'm 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 kind of hyped for for the new direction and I will definitely be investing my time in uh in that battlefield now as far as dead space Man, I have never played a Dead Space. Well, actually, I lie because I played Dead Space three or two. One of them, I got one of them on EA Play or EA, yeah, whatever their their online little account thing was. I I, I bought it and it was really cheap. 
Um, but I never played it. I, I mean, I just played like a little bit, and then and I just never went back. Um, but I, I also was investing my time in something that I just didn't understand from from the beginning. So you know, the remake will serve a purpose for me. Like I, I'll be able to kind of go into that and have the initial experience that I probably should have had um, before I tried out the second or third game. Um, but I'm also a little hesitant because they got another game that was announced before Dead Sp- this Death Space remake, and it's called um, The Callisto Effect. I believe that's what it's called. Yeah, The Callisto Effect. And that's made by the original um, developers of Dead Space. And I, th- I, think, I, think the, I think the way that it was perceived was like a mix between Dead Space and Alien Isolation. I'm all for that. I'm all for that. Um, so I, I don't know. Like, like I'm happy that that it's being addressed. And, you know, like we were saying earlier in the show, like, you know, when you think about doable remakes and, you know, the ones that matter, the ones that don't, I think this is one of the ones that's serviceable. I think this is one of the ones that's serviceable. Um, why it would be that way, I'm not really sure. But in that same stroke, it's like this is going to be really, really tricky because if this comes out at the same time as the Callisto Effect and people know that the Callisto Effect is made by the original uh, Dead Space uh, team, like it's I'm, I'm grabbing Callisto Effect. Like, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm like, I, I'm not I'm not. One thing that I really dislike is I dislike um, I, I dislike when like franchises are bought by companies like microsoft or whatever and then they have someone else do it it's like dude like how do you how do you implode a team and then you and then you restructure a team because you know to to invest into an ip that they have no experience with like that sucks that just that just sucks so um I mean, I'm, 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 I'm definitely going to stay on top of it as far as like news and and what direction they go and 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 all that. But I don't really think that it's going to be a game that I'm going to grab. But I'll definitely grab the Battlefield. Battlefield is definitely going to be on my radar for sure, for sure, for sure. So uh, that is going to do it for the show. Uh, this was a good show. I really enjoyed all this stuff that we talked about. Um, did you grab Skyward Sword uh, HD? uh this week or are you planning to grab it um how do you feel about remakes and remasters and rehashes and all that other good stuff um do you have a solid opinion about the steam deck um you know are you are you are you in are you out like what's the deal um you know you can let me know about that um on twitter um more m-o-o-r-e-t-a podcast and follow me on twitter and and uh, let me know how you feel about that steam deck um What's your uh, take on work and mental health? Do you feel healthy at your job or do you think that there are some things that can be changing uh, on the work front? Um, What's your take on the Activision and Blizzard getting sued by California? Um, And what's your uh, what's your take on uh, Battlefield and Dead Space and, and, you know, getting that new Battlefield in and not going backwards and uh, Dead Space and and their uh, eventual remake i'd love to hear from you guys uh as stated you know you can hit me up on twitter more m-o-o-r-e-t-a podcast um so that's going to do it for me guys really enjoyed this show uh hopefully you guys enjoy it i really do enjoy doing this for you um 
make sure to be kind to each other because it really is the thing that counts the most in in life every day. We wake up and, you know, we all have to deal with something, but being kind to each other truly uh, is the magic that we should all experience um, every single day. So with that being said, take care of yourselves and each other, and I will see you guys next time. Bye, guys. Bye.